0: Previously on Just Cow in the City. That's what made it suck. I thought it was like a live band. Of course, it started to rain. It did rain all day long. Valerie Bertinelli. You are not a credited member of the chef community. I just get embarrassed. I don't know why. Hey, no matter what, you don't read that fucking sign? Baseball players are such pussies. The bear. Aha. Sold out at Radio City Music Hall. How the fuck is that possible? Ha-cha! Just got in the city. Everybody's here looking good and pretty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Trying to make things looking bright and chippy. All around, people seem crazy. Walking around trying not to be lazy. But at night it's a different place. Making it work in your own space. Come on, come on, and dance all night. I'm here each week. It'll be alright. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Just Cow in the City, final edition of April 2022. I hope everybody is having a lovely day, and it is a beautiful day when recording this on a Friday, April 22, 2022, and it's a beautiful day in New York City. I'll tell you, I was going to, you know, I record the, I usually record the Just Cow in the City podcast in my bedroom. Wow. Overlooking the East River because it's beautiful and it's nice to look out the window in New York City because most of the time I'm in my living room where I overlook a brick wall, as you all know, and it's a little dim and dark in there. So I like to record the podcast uh, outside looking in the window, obviously, when it's nice and a beautiful day. And I record the Tuesday show or the Billy Joel in the living room in the dingy... I mean, it's a beautiful living room. I mean, it's very spacious for New York, but it is dingy in the sense of just the... Natural Light. And I'm also by my front door where my neighbors can completely hear me talking on the podcast. I mean, they have to be curious in what it is that I do. I've only run into two of them so far, so I can't really, I don't have time to explain it. And I want to explain. I'm like, well, you know, I'm actually a comedian, and they're like, oh, I get it now because you know, sometimes I'm sitting on the podcast, going, I'm like, and let me tell you, Barbara Streisand thinks she's going to get away with that. I'll tell you, there's a different. So uh, they're probably like, what the fuck is that guy doing in there? And sometimes when I can hear them come out of their door, I'll pause for a little bit, and I get a little bit more quiet because I know they're listening. So that's no way to record a podcast because you don't want to be inhibited or uh, you know whatever it is that causes you not to be yourself or say something you want to say on the podcast even though that's probably better for me to think about what i'm saying before i speak but of course i edit it and if something really bad comes out that i think is bad i'll i'll cut it out but so today i was just going to record in the living room because it's easier because i i gotta bring my chair in here i gotta bring the i mean it's not that big a deal but you know just like you know it'll be easier especially if i want to show or play audio clips and stuff like that it's a lot easier from my regular desktop computer where i tape the episodes and i was thinking about doing that today because i really didn't have that much to talk about i know i always say that but i really didn't have that much to talk about because i didn't do anything this week we said that might happen because i recorded last sunday and now it's just friday so really nothing that much happened but i was like jesus christ you know it's such a beautiful day i mean it is such a picture perfect day in manhattan it's almost 70 degrees it's 60 something oh i had to make sure my thing was on airplane mode we don't want to get interrupted i don't want to be distracted as i was just saying but it's almost 70 degrees in the city it's a beautiful day and why not you know i'm very depressed today so why not you know look out the window and and see niceness and then you know i can at least have this hour or so to myself and you guys and you know we can talk as if uh like everything's perfect in the world do you know what i'm saying And I don't know why I told you all that stuff. It's just that, like I said, I've been a little down today. You know, it's just this money issue is becoming, it's very much rearing its ugly head at this point. Uh, I know I keep saying I'm out of money and then I keep saying I'm like doing all these things. But it's really getting bad because now I'm getting the messages. Your power is going to get cut off. I mean, I wouldn't even be able to do the podcast or anything because I haven't gotten any of those letters like, you know, hey, you know, we're it's almost over for you. And now I'm getting them. I'm working on it. You know, I am trying to get a job. But, of course, today I got an email like, well, here are the job offers. Uh, You can work 7.30 p.m. to 7 a.m. Uh, You know, again, the third shift. I mean, there's other ones, but it's inside the office. And that means working in an office again. And they're interesting. They're 12-hour shifts Thursday through Saturday. Again, that means no weekend comedy shows if I ever get them. And sometimes, as you know, I do. So it's very confusing, and especially after last week's episode where all this stuff is going on and it seems like everything is going to work out. And then you're like back to like, I'm like, what? I got to work in an office again? Really? Is that really going to, is this the way it ends for Dave Juskow? Which of course it was going to end that way anyway. I'm such a strange person. And then of course that gets into my head. And like, what's the matter with me? I don't know. So meanwhile, last night I'm watching this show. Um, Everybody, uh, Sarah and also um, the guy who owns Gotham, uh, Chris Mazzilli, told me he's like, you got to watch that show Reacher on Amazon. And that does sound good because I enjoy the Tom Cruise Jack Reacher movies a lot. There's two of them and I really like them. So I'm like, well, I'll see this. But of course, this is apparently the way the books are where the guy's supposed to be six foot five and huge. Whereas it's funny that Tom Cruise, hey, this sounds like a good role for me, even though I'm five, eight or five, seven and whatever. But Tom Cruise is all right. But anyway, so I watched this movie, and I don't binge, but I binged on this because I'm like, damn it, now I want to watch another episode. I've never been that way before. I usually save it up, but it was the middle of the night, and I was wide awake. I went to bed at like 9 o'clock at night, woke up at 12.30, and then I was just up all night watching these Reacher episodes, so I woke up at like noon today, and I'm like, well, I've done it again. I've blown whatever I was going to do. You know, and the worst part is, every time I wake up, I'm like, well, you know what, Friday you know, Monday, like over the weekend, I'd be like, all right, Monday, I'm getting it going. And then Monday, of course, I run out of time for what reason, who the fuck knows. And then Tuesday is Tuesday. And then it's like, no, Wednesday and Friday are my days. And then that goes away because I get depressed because, you know, like I'll I'll sign up like I'll send my resume out to somewhere, whether it be a regular job or a writing job in a magazine or something. And I'm like, oh, well, that's good. But you get depressed like well, is this going to work? And then I'm like, well, I've done enough for today, even though I haven't, but at least I was productive. I mean, it is a a horrible circle of horribleness that just keeps going back and forth. So some days you wake up, even on a nice day, and I'm telling you the coffee at Dunkin' Donuts is not working because I clearly have some form of virus. I am positive it is not COVID, but I have some sort of virus, which I just know, like whether it's um allergies or something, I can just tell, you know, I mean, my throat is not, it's not sore, but it's hurting as I'm talking now because I don't usually talk this much lately. And obviously I'm just coughing a lot of, uh, you know, gross phlegm and stuff because of my, I can feel I'm all stuffy and I'm a little dizzy and the coffee isn't working the way it's supposed to. So I know something is wrong. It's been two weeks since I've had this, but this happened in August, the exact same thing. So I'm just kind of letting it take its course. Maybe I have to take Zyrtac. I just don't know what cures it or if you just run it out. But, you know, I cough a lot. Like, again, I can feel I was wondering if my neighbors are like, what old man lives in that place? And I don't know. I've been kind of just out of it a little and sleeping more. So obviously something is wrong, but I'm just trying to kind of get through it. And uh, I don't want to give it to anybody. So I try and stay away from people as much as i have been doing anyway just for financial reasons not leaving the house or anything but that all being said that's not helping with my mindset of whatever it is i need to do and i'll tell you what happened the other day i've always told you like you know a lot of times i'll get calls from people and um, they're like hey uh hey it's uh you know such as such from NBC," and i i've told you this a hundred times and they're like, oh, listen, uh, I know we haven't spoken in a while. How you doing? I'm like, I'm good. What call is this? What you got? Well, we have a new show, and it starts next week, and we were wondering if uh, you thought Sarah Silverman might be interested. And I'm like, what? And that happens to me all the time. But it happened the other day again, you know, like with one of the magazines I want to write for. <laughs> and this guy calls up, and he's like, hey, you know, yeah, we want you to write a bunch of art. No, no, he didn't say that. He said... Uh, we were wondering if you could have Sarah Silverman write a bunch of articles for us. I'm like, what the fuck is Jesus Christ? You people suck. I am not her manager. I don't understand. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I've written a couple of articles for you guys. You guys haven't gotten back to me. And they're like, oh, really? Oh, we'll definitely have you write some more. So then some, you know, I whenever somebody calls for Sarah, I always like say, I'm like, Would you be interested in this? And she's like, just have them call my manager. I'm like, I know. I ugh. I don't know what to do anymore. And then um, they're like, yeah, we'll get back to you. Um, It's just, it's so horrible that you think like they're all like, oh, this will be great for you. And then it's just all about something else. Everybody sucks. Everybody's an asshole and everybody wants something um, and nobody wants to help. It's just really, really horrible what's going on in the world. Whereas I really do try and uh, help people. I try and help everybody, you know, anybody that says, do you know anybody I could talk to about? It? I have people's, you know, people I've grown up with and they're like, my kid wants to get into comedy or they want to get into movie making. Do you know anybody? And I always try and set them up with somebody. I I don't understand why I'm not getting the same favor back. And that bothers the hell out of me. But again, I mean, I do have faith it'll work out, so... I feel like by, I think I said by by June 1st, I feel like everything will be back in order somehow. I I, I don't know why. I mean, I know I said by May, but now since it's May, I'm extending it to June. But, you know, we have to do everything to not have this process of podcasting impeded. Am I right? We have to make sure that the podcast somehow survives. Now, let me tell you what's happening this week. I'll tell you, I mean, this is so messed up, but that. All right, so, I, so I'm so i having financial difficulties, right? Like a lot of financial difficulties where I can't do stuff. I was supposed to uh, go out for sushi with this girl on Wednesday, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I don't know, because I don't even know how I'm going to pay for it. And, of course, obviously I want to pay for the other people, but I you know I know I can't, so they know I can't, so we could split it. But I'm like, I don't even have that much money because I can't even get money for Q-tips, right? So everything's pretty pretty bad at this point, but you know, I still feel it'll be okay but um i, I don't want to burden you with all this nonsense i just have to you know tell you this stuff because it's also funny so i get a call from this girl last week and she goes dave um i want you to come i've asked marina franklin and keith robinson and you're ready for this estie from the comedy cellar Esty, the woman who books the room who won't book me but books everyone else that's ever done comedy before. And we're all going to this place called Reyos in Manhattan on Tuesday at 7 o'clock. So I can't do the Tuesday show, the Comedy Cellar nightly show, because I said I would be honored to go. Because the problem is, even though I got to pay for it, I'm not going for free. I may never get to go there in my lifetime. And I think everybody has to go Once. It's this legendary place, this Italian place in Harlem, a very small place. It's impossible to get a table. You have to be a pretty big movie star or really rich to get a table there. The meatballs are supposed to be phenomenal. And remember, if I I told you correctly, I bought some of their sauce the other day, and it was awful. So I got to go there and judge them at this place that's supposed to be the greatest, and then come back and say, these fucking people don't know what the fuck they're talking about, or hopefully say like, wow, it was the best meal I ever had. But I th- the podcast is called Just Gow in the City. If I don't take advantage of going to Rayos with the hilarious, you know, Esty from the Comedy Cellar and Marina, I mean, that's, and going to a big Italian place with two black people, even though it's in Harlem, where I said to this girl, I'm like, are you sure they know black people are coming to this? I mean, it's not like it's not a thing. Uh, I mean, I, how can I not take advantage of it? Like somehow I've got to find the money. I may have to borrow the money from my mother because this it's too I may never be able to go again. It's not like a tell's ever going to think about going there. Or the people, like, Jeff might. Maybe I could get invited with Jeff one time. But who knows? He's not in town very often. Sari ain't going there being a vegetarian the way she eats. It's Rayos. You got to look it up. If you don't know about it, I think, you know, a lot of you who, you know, uh, live in Jersey or New York, you definitely do. But if you're from the Midwest or you're from Chile or you're from London, you got to look up Rayos R-A-O. And you'll see what I'm saying. It's like this legendary institution. It's like... I mean, it would be like being invited, I don't know, to like, what's the, the biggest restaurant in New York? I don't even know anymore. But back in the day, like Le Cirque or something, you know, it's 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 that big. And I don't know how this girl got a table there, but she did, and she invited me. I think Colin Quinn couldn't go, so I'm the the next person in line, which of course is an honor to be the next person in line. It would have been funnier to go with Colin Quinn, yes, but... I will uh, I mean, so what am I supposed to do? Because you know sooner or later I'm gonna have money again and things are gonna be back to normal. and then how pissed am I gonna be that he didn't go to race? you know how many Broadway shows I didn't see because I didn't have the money and I'm still pissed to this day that it is because of financial reasons I didn't get to see that show. It's like that time that guy offered me to come to Hamilton. Yes, the tickets were cheap and I could get them through this thing there but they were a hundred dollars a piece still. You know, maybe too much for me, but I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to go see Hamilton and watch Obama speak that day. These are the things you you must do, especially if you do a podcast called Just Go in the City. Just Go needs to go to Rayos and bring you the review because you know he's going to be honest. And speaking of which, this past Monday, well, before I get to that, I will just tell you the Tuesday show. There's going to be a guest host. I don't know who it's going to be yet. That's tonight. I don't know who it's going to be yet at this time of recording, but it's going to be a guest host. And I was good with that because then I'm like, okay, then the Comedy seller is taking this so seriously because I'm never sure. I think they just let me do what I want to do. But if they're taking it seriously and it is a brand of the Comedy show, then they want to keep it going fine with me. That means it's a real show. so. I don't know what that guest host is going to do. I don't know what's going to happen, and I apologize for letting you all down. But it was one of those things. I was going to do it either way because then, go figure. Tom Papa, the great Tom Papa comedian, asked me to do his show at the Comedy Cellar on Tuesday. Of course he did. And I said, "Well, sit down. You're not going to believe what I'm doing and why I can't do your show. I'm actually going to Rayos with Esty. It's too funny." Now there's a car alarm going off here. I don't know whether you can hear it. Oh, man, man, that's fucking annoying. I finally opened the windows. Anyway, I mean, it's just too weird that Tom Papa finally asked me to do his show the first time in three years, and I can't do it. But then, So either way, I wouldn't have been able to do the show on Tuesday, so what are you going to do? I haven't missed a day since September, so whatever, right? I'm sorry. I feel like I hate letting everybody down because we always have such a good time in the chat room, but... I think it'll be good that there's a guest host because either you'll love the guest host uh, and I'll, you know, be on my outs or you will hate him and you'll be like, oh my God, thank God Dave just goes back. That's what we're hoping, of course. But hopefully the guest host will be good. I just said Mike to host it himself, but he was into doing it. I was surprised. I thought he'd be like, oh, I'll let them know we're not going to do it this week. I just thought there'd be nothing. But anyway, anyway, so on Monday, I go, Sarah... Silverman says, "Uh hey, I'm I want to set up a dinner for you, me, my childhood friend Carrie and her friend and her husband, who I think I I told you we went to that Crummy snobatorium last time where they were angry because I sent the food back. I sent the food back. I sent the food back because the guy bought the main course for the appetizer, and these two uh, girls are still angry at me because I'm. Not, it's like, well, he's not paying for it. I'm like, yeah, but that. But how is that? Oh, how is that acceptable with you guys? And I'm only saying it because it's like again, they're trying to be all this fancy. Oh, you can't get a table here. You can't get a table here. And then we served the dinner wrong. So we so again it happens to the same people who I love and remember. I'm going to um, the Sarah's uh, friend from growing up her name's Carrie. She married this guy Jeff who's the best. And one of the, our friends from my friend who also listens to this podcast Dave Elliott who has been on the show before he lives down the beach. Went to high school with this guy. I told you, so it's extra funny, and he was like the coolest guy in school, so it's extra funny because I always call Dave Elliott. I'm like, hey, I'm having dinner with Jeff again. It's like his dream come true from high school, so it's extra funny. And he's the best guy. And another friend of theirs from high school, from all growing up in New Hampshire, uh, this other guy, Noah, who was terrific, great guy, and we're all going to this place called the ABC Kitchen. And as soon as she told me the ABC Kitchen, I'm like, Ah, crap, another goddamn crummy snobatorium because that is what this place is. They think they're so goddamn great in there. It's a pleasant enough place, but I'm like, this is stupid. I look at the menu. I'm like, this is just dumb. This menu is dumb. Everybody that eats here is dumb. And, you know, it's just truly there's no other word for it, another crummy snobatorium. Meanwhile, we get there, and Carrie and goes to Sarah like, hey, there's really nothing you can eat on this menu. I'm like, then why are we here? But it's right near where she was, like, staying, so, you know, she's like, "fuck it. And, you know, and they have some healthy options. I mean, that's why I don't like it. They're like, what is this salad, you know, salad with beets? I mean, Dave got likes Taco Bell. He's not going to like any of this stuff, but I could, whatever. It just all, it was all, it was all so horrible. I don't think I took any pictures, but there's a picture of all of us. And I'll show you that on the bonus show, but um, I don't think there's a picture of the meal. I think I had sea bass. I like sea bass, and it was pretty good. And I had a salad appetizer, but it was stupid. You know, it's again, you get the sea bass, and I'm like, can I have the man's portion, please? You fucking pricks! <laughs> like it makes me so crazy. So right, so we're all there. They're making fun of me of what happened last time we went out, where I'm like, but they, but they pride themselves on being this. Oh. We're such a great restaurant, and then you bring out the main course before the appetizer? Am I, is it really just me? I know we don't have any money, but I'm just saying you're, you're putting it in everybody's head. We're so great. We do everything perfectly, and then you fuck up the most obvious thing. So here's what happened again. And I said, but I didn't do any. I said nothing this time, and it was really funny. We were laughing so hard. So I ordered a martini to begin with. And I made it very clear. I said, I'd like a vodka martini, dry with olives. Now, everyone heard me say that. So there was no issue when it came incorrectly. And I said to the guy, I'm like, so you'll put olives in it, right? He goes, yes, olives. And I'm like, thank you. I always like to have a martini with olives. I made that very clear. Guy comes, <laughs> guy comes back, and he makes that crappy martini with the ice in it and stuff. I I was almost gonna say, please no ice chips. I don't want any ice shit in it. You know, I just want to. I, I don't know how you order it, so I don't get that fucking stupid ice in it. I fucking hate that shit. But I I didn't want to fuck up the guy anymore, right? Because they're idiots at these restaurants. And of course, he puts a lemon twist in it and then pours the martini. And her friend Carrie goes, oh, a. Uh, a twist I don't remember you ordering it with a twist and I just stared at her and I said well I'm not saying nothing I'm not saying nothing <laughs> so we we're all I'm like I'm just saying I didn't say anything so he leaves I didn't say a word and I and then <laughs> I said now you all heard me order it with olives and my they're like, yes, I absolutely heard you say olives multiple times. We even repeated the word olive. Oh, olives. I'm like, thank you. But you notice I did not say anything. I'm just saying, it's not me, it's these places. Now, if I'm in an Applebee's and they fuck that up then i say what are you gonna do it's fucking applebee's but when you're in these places that make themselves feel like they oh we're so great we're charging all these prices because we take everything so serious and we make sure our guests have the most pleasant experience then fuck you if you get the, the easiest thing wrong a martini with olives when did i say a twist fucking idiots i swear to god that shit drives me insane right and it's even funnier to be driven insane by that when you're not paying for it i know i wasn't paying for dinner but it's like i didn't complain but i think i'm right here and i know that carrie's husband jeff gets it because we always talk about we want when we order dessert we want the dessert and the coffee coming at the same time because he was exactly like me and we talked about this last time on this podcast How we don't like when the dessert comes and then the coffee's way far behind or vice versa. You want it together. And why a crummy snobatorium can't get that together, I don't know. So that just started the meal in a hilarious way. I was already like, what am I going to do here anyway? Then I have this ridiculous salad, which is just like, I don't know. You're eating shrubbery. It's stupid. I mean, I don't mind eating healthy. It's just I there's something about when it's uh, they they prepare it a certain way and it just looks stupid. Drives me insane. Well, maybe I do mind eating healthy. Who the hell knows? You know what I want? I want a blue. I want a wedge salad with uh, <laughs> you know blue cheese dressing and bacon bits. So <laughs> so whatever. And you know you always know if. If I, Dave Juskow, doesn't think the place is stupid, I'll eat bread because I know I'm not going to get filled up on the meal because they don't offer adult size portions. (laughs) So I had some of the bread. Meanwhile, they're bringing all this complimentary stuff over that nobody wanted because it's stupid. And we don't know whether they just do that or whether it's because Sarah Silverman's at the table. It's really hard to say. But again, you're priding yourself on being a crummy snobatorium, and you get the fucking drinks wrong. The drinks, the a martini. I mean, a martini. The first go to should be olives. That's the way a regular martini should be. I don't. I don't. I don't even care. Is it a big olive? I mean, I want three small olives in a martini. That's the way I want to have a martini. Jesus Christ! Whatever. I let it go. I said nothing I let it go I never asked who ordered the martini with the twist because I knew it was business I never asked I never asked someone shot the waiter in the eye I never asked who it was because I knew it was business (coughs) is that good? is my Hyman Roth?
1: there was this kid I grew up with he was younger than me sort of looked up to me you know We did our first work together. Worked our way out of the street. Things were good. We made the most of it. During Prohibition, we ran molasses into Canada. Made a fortune. Your father, too. As much as anyone, I loved him and trusted him. Later on, he had an idea to build a city out of a desert stopover for G.I.s on the way to the West Coast. That kid's name was Mo Green. And the city he invented was Las Vegas. This was a great man. Man of vision and guts. And there isn't even a plaque or a signpost or a statue of him in that town someone put a bullet through his eye no one knows who gave the order when i heard it wasn't angry i knew mo i knew he was headstrong talking loud saying stupid things so when he turned up dead i let it go and i said to myself this is the business we've chosen. I didn't ask. Who gave the order? Because it had nothing to do with business.
0: Oh, man, I got to relax from that. I don't know why that kind of shit just drives me crazy. It, I mean, it's not just me, right? You guys are with me. If you're running a... I know, we've already been over it a 100 times. I can, I'm not going to repeat it again. Otherwise, the... Uh, What did I have again? The uh, sea bass, which is my favorite seafood. The Chilean sea bass is my favorite. Very tasty. It was okay. (laughs) It was all right. I, I think everybody just thought their food was okay. The ABC kitchen. Fuck that kitchen. Fuck that place. Their chairs were stupid. You can't put your jackets on it. I think they do that on purpose. They want you to check it. So the the chairs were stupid, they were uncomfortable. It's a stupid place. It's like one of those places they put it like healthy, but they, you know, they have those table, those community tables that I hate at like healthy places. It's a stupid restaurant and it's not fun. You know what the best restaurant is? Wolfgang's. Everybody knows it, right? That's where you're going to that's where you're going to get it all right. It's beautiful. Wolfgang's, a nice big steakhouse. You have a good time. You're talking, it's good. They have man-sized tables and man-sized chairs and man-sized portions. Ugh. I've been to a date on the ABC kitchen. I was on a date there. Ugh, it was fucking miserable. I think I was trying to show off. Or maybe somebody, somebody else must have picked. Or maybe I did pick it. I don't know. Maybe it was by somebody's office. And we went there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, order whatever you want. Any of this crap. I don't know. if uh, What is this junk? What is this crap you people are serving and trying to put yourself off on as being so cool? When clearly all I want to do is live in like Kansas City and just go to barbecue places and Applebee's and Fridays and stuff like that. That's where I'm most content. What do you want me to say? I'm a middle American guy living in the, the biggest city in the world with the finest restaurants. That's the way it is. I'm a Jersey guy living in a strange place where I don't belong clearly, at least financially. So anyway, we'll try this Rayos place. And I swear to God, if they give me any flack, oh, they're going to get a review like you've never seen before. I'm gonna make their heads spin so much they're not gonna know which way's up. And I'll tell you another thing: I've heard of every big lawyer in this country. How come I never heard of you? He did everything: acting lessons, singing lessons. And you know what he did? He took her away and made me look ridiculous. Rayos. wasting all my time. I'm telling you, folks. Well, come on. There's no. There's no way to lose because I'm going to have the pictures and we're going to you know and we're going to have the stories. So I apologize for not doing the Tuesday show, but it's going to be worth it either way. Obviously if it's delicious, I'm going to describe everything to you and you're going to love it. If it's horrible, that's that's a great podcast too, right? So there's no way to lose. We take this one week off, go to this unbelievable place that's a, le- a, a city landmark and uh, see what it is. If you look it up online, what do you see with a place? It's like a small place in the middle of Harlem. And it looks beautiful. I mean, it looks like this little red bill. I just looked at it the other day. I didn't know where it was. It's like right, it's only a couple blocks away from my house. It's on First Avenue. It's just on 114th Street, which is right near 125th Street. And that's the Ethiopian Shim Sham. When I get up there, that's what I'm going to say. Now, give me some sand. Give it some sand. All right. Born to do it. What are you doing? What? I'm doing the Ethiopian Shim Sham. Where, where in Africa are you from? 125th Street. Uh huh.
2: All right, take all these rejects over the Coliseum, Sell them for lion bait. Oh, wait a minute! Wait, wait a minute! What is this with lions? I can't go to the lions. I cannot go to the lions. Oh no, because I happen to know that the lions only eat Christians. Christians, and I am a Jew, Jewish person. Yes, I can prove it. Watch this. Look at it. Ha! Nagila, hava, nagila, hava, nagila, vay nishma. Everybody, hava, oh, nagila, hava, hey. nagila, hava, nagila, hava. Wait, listen. I'm Jewish. I'm telling you. Call the temple. Call the rabbi. Call Samus Davis Jr. Call Samus. He'll vouch for me. He and I are tight. He knows. Jewish, huh? He missed. I I, I jumped, and he missed. It was his first day on the job. He was very nervous. Look, I got an appointment for Thursday. Eleven o'clock, I go in, he give me a local, blip, I'm out. Get him out of here. Wait a minute, wait. You're going to blow this now. You can make a lot of money with me. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Money? Come here. How? I'm very entertaining. I got special talents. I'll show you. Look out. Sand. I got to have a little sand. What? Sand. You're standing on it. Yes, Yes. a little sand on the stage for the native Shim Sham sand dance. Look out, I'm going to start. Born to do it. Hey, what country are you from? Ethiopia. What part? 125th Street. I'm going to sign him up. The Big Turn. And that's the Ethiopian Shim Shem. What is <laughs> born
0: to do it. So, and of course, Monday, right? Okay? Monday, we leave the restaurant. What's happening? It's pouring raining. Pouring raining. That is all it does to me now. It just rains when I could be walking home. So then we uh I think we went to Sarah's and kind of waited out the rain a little bit, and then it was still raining and I had to and so she gave me an umbrella, thank God, and then I took the subway home. Because I had to, because it was raining, and the subway was terrifying. I don't remember why. I think there was an incident this time, and it smelled bad, and it was gross. But what are you going to do? It was pouring rain. I'm just getting angry. I'm getting so angry that it's it's pouring raining. It's not just drizzling. It's pouring raining. I mean, thank God Sarah had an extra umbrella. But I'm just getting so annoyed at the rain. I know. April showers bring May flowers. I know. It's just really frustrating. I hate carrying an umbrella and I hate the rain. And then, of course, yesterday I was at my mother's house. I leave just before I get out of the car. What's happening? It's goddamn raining again. I swear to God I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. I can't take it, I tell you, I can't take it.
1: This is 34th Street Penn Station.
0: So on uh, so Wednesday, I was going to go to Hoboken and meet my friend and have sushi, but my nephew called me and said, Uncle David, I have an hour to kill in between a rehearsal and my acting class. Can you hang out with me? And I am just enjoying my nieces and nephews calling me and asking me to hang out. I've been waiting for this. I'm always like, why don't you call me? So how can I say no? So I bailed on the girl and I hung out with my nephew. It was fantastic. I met him at 5 o'clock on like 37th Street. I looked up a place to go, like this nice big bar that's like an Applebee's, <laughs> but it's not. And so we could probably have some appetizers in there. And we sat down, and we had a lovely time. I think we had, uh, oh, that's right. I took a picture. We had a flatbread pizza, which was 10 times more delicious than that stupid Frederici's, right? A, a, it was just a flat, flatbread. I don't know what it, it was, but it was good. And nachos. It was beautiful. And they had an, Ar- an Arnold Palmer. It was very good. The waiter was kind of an asshole, but it doesn't matter. I don't know why. But we had a really nice time. And we hung out there for an hour. I walked there, and I walked home. It was beautiful. We hung out for an hour, and it was a lovely day. I mean, it really was just for an hour to hang out with my nephew at this point. You know, he's not 21 yet. Well, we weren't going to drink before his acting class anyway. But it was nice. You know, he's on Blue Bloods this Upcoming Friday, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. He's on, he's on Blue Bloods. I think he's in the opening on Blue Bloods. Uh, April 29th. Friday, April 29th. My nephew will be appearing in uh, Blue Bloods. He has a small scene. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> no, it's really exciting. Um, I'm also seeing him in a play that uh, Look at this kid. This is ridiculous. We knew this was going to happen, though. It is kind of hilarious. And, of course, as you know, he's going to Montclair State University in September, which he's going to take my course. Now, next week, when we talk, I will not be recording on Friday because I'm going to Montclair State University to meet with the staff there. Then I'm going to see him in that play. So we'll record on Saturday like normal, and I will tell you what uh, is happening. With oh, Hopefully, that's happening on Friday. That is the plan. God, I hope it's happening because that's going to be a hilarious thing to write back to you guys or to talk back to you guys about what happened when they're taking me around as the uh, professor of the new professor at Montclair State University teaching my course on the movie Clueless. And that's uh, next week, a week from today. So that should be interesting. And that's the funny thing with this money stuff, right? So, all right. So there's a way I'll make money. But that's not until like, you know, either September or January. Then I have um, these other articles I'm writing. But those aren't going to make money like right away. You know, I got to it, it takes some time. And then, you know, I might be able to put on a show at this place, the Triad Theater, which will be great. But again, I can't do it till May or June. So I can't get things going for a while. So I just need, I just need like one more month or two months to kind of get things going, to pick things up again and work things out so I can get to where I need to be. Now, if I can write these two articles a month and then do a show once a month at this one place, I'd be in pretty good shape again. And then, you know, things will you know, I can get extra stuff as I go. And that is exactly the kind of life I'd like to be living. So I don't know. I'm so confused. I'm so confused. I think I told you I've never had to look for a job before. And if I, I mean, since the eighties, it's been 30 years where, you know, jobs just kind of came to me. So this is really confusing. And when I was looking for a job, you know, you had to walk around in a jacket and tie in the summer and and look for work, and he had to pound the pavement. As I call it, pounding the pavement. We'll all be pounding the pavement. Now, I'm doing it, like for some reason, uh, the Wicked Witch of the West. Uh, I'm doing my Margaret Hamilton imitation when I say that, but I'm actually doing this bit on SCTV.
2: <laughs> now, Cole, it says here you're the intellectual of the group. Now, what about that? Well, some uh... All you really need to be an intellectual in this group is an IQ over 12. (laughs) Boy, this new format is great, isn't it, folks? (laughs) Well, let's hope so, or we'll all be pounding the pavement (laughs) when it's over. Ah, that voice cracking stuff you do is really funny, you know that? Well, thank you.
0: I don't know why I thought of it, but um, it's some guy whose comedian's voice goes up, and he goes, well, we better all be pounding the pavement. But again, I'm saying it like Margaret Hamilton. Well, you better. Your little dog's going to be in trouble, too, see? And now I'm doing Edward G. Robinson. I'm all over the place. As long as you're a 70-year-old person, you're going to get all these references. And that's why I need to be performing to. Anyway, when I got home that night with Billy, which was fun, I was in a really good mood, and I actually spoke to Gilbert's wife, Dara. I just texted her because I wasn't sure what the protocol was for a widow, and I certainly wanted to see how she was doing. But I don't want to bombard her with calls. But it had been a week, so I texted her, and then she called me right back. And she's doing okay, you know. She's doing okay. I think, you know, I think she when she talks to people on the phone that were there, it starts uh, like a crying spell, and then you know. But she's, I mean, listen, you know, she's getting through it. She's all right. She's got two kids. She's got to support. But she's down in Florida. You know, they're down in Florida. I think she wishes she was more in New York because that's where a lot of her support group is. But she's going to be okay. We had a really nice talk. She's such a sweet person and a wonderful woman. And uh, I don't know. You know, it was just great to talk to her. And I'm just so glad we will remain friends. And, you know, it's just she's, she's really terrific. And she'll be okay. We know she'll be okay. She's young. She's pretty. She's cool as hell. And she's got great kids. She's going to be all right. But it was, it was nice to talk to her. And obviously, you know, then I say to myself, well, what the hell am I? Look at me. I'm so selfish. I'm worried about, oh, what was me. I don't have any money. I mean, I know it sucks. But I'm like, here's somebody who just lost her husband. And the kids lost their father. I'm like, I, maybe I should shut up. Let alone what's going on in the Ukraine, right? And you got to look at the big picture. I mean, there's so much fucking shit going on. I mean, look at the newspaper today. It was like, there was this, see, I was going to show everybody on Tuesday, there's this woman in Queens. She got stabbed to death like 56 times, put in a duffel bag and thrown in the park, right? Now, when I saw the story, the reason why the story was funny to me was, number one, I, I was positive she was cheating on her husband. And of course, that is what came out. She was cheating with the handyman. And apparently, this guy was a creep and a half, would come into the coffee shops in forest hills queens and at the 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 staff there had to call the cops because he was so goddamn creepy so if you want to start a relationship with somebody like that eh, it's usually going to end badly somehow you didn't think it was going to end that badly but it did especially when you have kids and you're bringing this guy over your house with your kids you're an idiot that's on you and if you see a picture of this guy and you know i could show it to i mean he looks like um slash from guns and roses so, uh, you know, what, I don't, I'm don't. i not exactly sure how you're planning on Well, that's obviously when you're not thinking. But it was so obvious this woman was having an affair because there was all this stuff where, like, she didn't come home once and the husband had to call the cops. Like, why didn't she come home? And then she's like, oh, then she came home in the morning. It was so obvious she was having an affair and that's where it stemmed from. So I wasn't worried there was, like, a serial killer in Queens or anything. Anyway, the reason why I brought it up is because last Tuesday, even though Mike didn't have his microphone last week, I had a picture from the post. It was so funny because it's a picture of the husband and wife At the, uh, And they're wearing their... uh, Oh, who the fucking guy that I hate? Oh, Dave Matthews band t-shirt. And I'm like, you know, this serves them right. Anybody that likes Dave Matthews is an idiot. Uh, (laughs) So I don't know why I found that funny. It's a picture of them at the Dave Matthews concert. And I'm like, you know what? You deserve everything. (laughs) I really can't stand that guy so much. And the best is that Jeff Ross has this amazing joke. He goes... Well, I knew I got sick because I, uh, I lost my... I knew I got COVID. I lost my taste. I went to a Dave Matthews concert. <laughs> so that is a great joke. That guy is the absolute worst. But, you know, there's that happening and... and Let's see. Well, I had a whole bunch of... Oh, yeah. And there's this Bride today. I just saw... it. Uh, the, this bride in Florida and the caterer decided to lace all the wedding food with pot and everybody went to the hospital and got sick because they didn't know they were getting high. So hopefully they're going to jail. That's fucked up. They're like, Oh, we want everybody to have a good time. I mean, we don't even know what the reasoning is, but the caterer and the bride cooked up a scheme. We're like, we'll lace everything. The lasagna, the cake, we'll lace it all with pot. Like a couple of fucking idiots from the sixties or something How do you think that's going to end? We got like 80-year-old, but what, my mother's going to be high as a kite coming out of a wedding? Are you out of your goddamn mind? Hopefully they're going to prison because that is some fucked up shit. If you are not expecting to get high, that is not cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you don't know and you just think it's laced with something. I mean, that's pretty bad. And that happened today. And. There's just all, the, oh, and then this guy challenged Mike Tyson to a fight on an airplane. This guy better go to jail or something. I swear to God, if they pick on Mike Tyson, then some then everything is wrong. The guy was baiting him and baiting him and throwing stuff at him. He was sitting behind him, and he just kept challenging Mike Tyson like a moron. And Mike Tyson beat the shit out of him. He couldn't take it anymore. He better not get in trouble. This guy was drunk on a plane. These people on planes. This is why I don't like to travel. First of all, I can't understand why anybody gives a shit if you got to wear a mask on a plane. Who cares? Who cares? You fall asleep, you put the mask on. If you're gonna and if you're gonna be policing the mask, I don't know. Maybe that's an issue, but I mean, who, what's the big deal? You wear a mask. It's a three-hour flight. You you get there, you take it off. You walk around. It's only like an inconvenience for a second. You got to look at the big picture of the fact that you're not driving there. And you're going to be at your destination soon. I just can't believe all this bad behavior on planes. It is so weird, man. This is why I hate flying. I usually fly by myself. I keep to myself. I just sit there. I'm like, I got to just make it through. I got to make it through. I try and be as polite as possible. I never get upset. And I see people getting upset and crazy and You know, I just try to sit the window seat and never move. I try never to go to the bathroom. I just sit there and just pray that the flight will just end, you know, safely and good. And just I don't want to interact with anybody and just get it over with. And I just don't understand the bad behavior. I just don't get it. I don't know what's happening. Again, when you're when there's a huge war and they're killing all these innocent people in the Ukraine, Speaking of which, my God, on Wednesday, when I came back, I saw a Palestinian parade, a Palestinian parade in New York, trying to like free Palestine. I was so angry. I'm like, oh, my God, you're causing traffic problems. You're bothering me, Palestine. Fucking idiot. Oh, that was making me so angry. I really wanted to go in there. I gave him the booze. I gave him the thumbs down. They're allowed to parade around here. I mean, what the fuck is that? Everything's a mess. Everything is such a mess. And, you know, it's always this way. Nothing ever changes. We just hear about it faster. That's all. There's always war. There's always genocide. There's always stuff. And the worst part is, you know, you're hearing about all this stuff in the Ukraine. It's just like in World War II when... Everybody knew what Hitler was doing with the Jews but nobody knew to the extent of it until now we do know the extent there's pictures there's all this stuff and we're still not really doing anything but it's so risky i guess to not interfere oh it's such a strange horrible thing you really want to help these Russians are awful people not the people not the Russians themselves but boy and it's so obvious what's happening and it's like there's nothing anybody can do. It really is just like um, it's just like the old days. I mean, what the fuck is happening? Is it covid? Did covid fuck everybody up? We've been in hiding for so long that as soon as people went out, they just started going crazy. I think that has something to do with it. Somebody also bought up something else because Marina was saying that a bunch of people caught covid from the comedy seller Christmas party, which makes a lot of sense. That and the funeral were big super spreaders. You figure right. These big events. But she brought up something else that was interesting that we hadn't thought about. Somebody like me, who's been alone for a very long time, and there's a lot of people like me who are even more safer, and I'm not obviously not going out because I feel like I'm not going to catch COVID, I'm afraid of COVID or anything, but you know, I just stay home and I spend a lot of time by myself. Now that we're all going out again with people, I think people are catching not just COVID but sicknesses because our immune systems aren't used to being around other people anymore. So now, all the time, like when I was around these kind of crowds and I wasn't getting sick, now I'm getting sick because I'm not used to being around so many people again. So it kind of makes sense. I didn't even think about something like that. I've been alone and, you know, in a singular place for so long to be in a crowd. All of a sudden, my immune system's like, oh, wait, we're doing this again? That makes a lot of sense to me. I think it's kind of interesting. Also, just one other thing about Gilbert, too. I was talking to Rick Newman, my very good friend Rick Newman, who, uh, you know, used to run and own Catch a Rising Star, a legendary comedy club in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh, I was speaking to him, and he's having a lot of um, hospital problems, heart problems, only my friends are having heart issues, whatever, and I think he even had a cancer scare and all this kind of stuff. So he'd gotten out of the hospital, and apparently, and he shared this with me, and I can show you on the bonus show, a note that Gilbert sent him one month ago. And it said, Rick, get well soon, Gilbert Gottfried. But the note was written on a piece of paper that had the Catch a Rising Star logo on it. And Rick told me that the only reason that Gilbert could have possibly had this paper is because in 1975, Rick made a bunch of scratch paper for his employees and a couple of the comics, and he gave it to them in 1975. And Gilbert kept that paper apparently knew where he kept it all these years and wrote that note and sent it to Rick. Isn't that one of the kindest things that you've ever heard somebody doing? That they actually took the time, like, wait a minute, I know I've got this pad somewhere, let me look through my stuff. Which means, of course, that Gilbert actually had all of the stuff that he'd been saving all the years, all the jokes we were making, very organized. And he knew exactly where everything was. And it meant so much to Rick More than, you know, a a store-bought card or flowers or anything could do. Something that somebody took the time to write on that. It was really special. He he said, I don't want to post it because I don't want to do that, but I will show it to you because it really is amazing. It's a really thought, heartfelt gift. Heartfelt. As uh, you can take that term any way you'd like it. So I thought that was... um, quite nice, and uh, just one other thing before I get to this other thing I want to talk about, yesterday I went to my mother's right, my sister and I went, oh so like I woke up really early, right, and I, t- oh, I took pictures of the you don't need to see these, but I'm saying I took pictures of where my mother fell, you know where she got beaten up and punched in the face <laughs> at this place, because we're definitely going to sue the, uh, this building and I took all these pictures so I woke up really early, got my car, and for some reason the car started I remember, when I was at my sister's house. It was like six hours, and it didn't start. And now it started. Been there for like five days, and it started. So who the hell knows what's going on with it? So I wake up early, and I go to New Jersey. I take pictures from this building. I take pictures of the carpeting. And I was talking to the attorney all day, and we're gonna, you know, stick it to these people because they deserve it. Then I go to the Jiffy Lube because that's the only place I trust these guys. And there's a guy that knows everything about cars. He's hilarious. He's got no teeth. His name is Leon, and I talked to him on the phone, and he goes, well, you know what I could do is I can have like a little switch, a toggle switch in your car that shuts the battery off whenever you leave. I'm like, well, that'd be perfect. So I get to the Jiffy Lube at 10 o'clock, and then they're like, oh, he's not going to be here until 11. I'm like, God damn it. So I had to get to my mom's. My sister was going to can just leave the car there. But anyway, he came in earlier. Oh, so then I remember I got the paper, I sit down on this bench that's outside Route 9 at the Jiffy Lube. I'm like, well, this will be a pleasant, it's a pleasant day. I'll sit here, I'll read the paper, I'll have some coffee. And then, of course, he showed up, and I'm like, God damn it! (laughs) I Actually wanted to sit outside on the highway, on this bench that's outside the Jiffy Lube in Woodbridge, New Jersey. A rickety old bench. It's my favorite bench to sit on while they're working on my car. And the guy comes up, and he goes, well, I was talking to my friend last night who knows more about cars than I do, and he says, do not do that. It will fuck with everything, and I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, it's too. He said it's too risky. I'm like, it is. I still say you should do it. It sounded like a good idea to me, but he's he's like, now nah, he can't do it. So he he showed me this thing I can do, but it's uh, it's really involved. Like to unplug, pretty much unplug the battery every time I leave it. I mean, so it'll keep the juice because something's draining the battery. We don't know what it is. And then, you know, if you bring it to a place where they are going to do extensive research on what's draining the, draining the battery, he thinks it could be something with the ignition. That means they got to take off the steering wheel. Well, there's not one place I can bring it where I'm going to be able to financially pay them whatever it is it takes to find this, this thing. So I just got to live with this issue, I guess, and hope for the best. And know that, you know, at the parking garage, they'll be able to start it, and hopefully it'll last a charge during the day when I'm using it. And I have that little charger in the car, and maybe that'll be it. Otherwise, I'll just have to call AAA every time. Whatever. So that was a bummer, but everything was working fine. Who knows? I I mean, I know it's an old car, and he goes, oh, there's all this corrosion. And I'm like, well, can you do anything to get it off? And he's like, I don't know. I don't want anything to snap. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's obviously time for a new car, but the car's running so well in other ways. You know, it's just a matter of turning on and off. I don't know. And I don't use it very often, but now I do. I mean, once a week now, like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, we went down to uh, our mother's together, or we met there, and uh, we decided to get lunch just at the place again. Now, they haven't had the pizza yet, which, of course, I'm dying to have to see if it's better than this Frederici's, you know. Dying to find out the difference. They had for dinner, they had General Chow's chicken, but it wasn't dinner time, it was just lunch. So the signature burger again this time was a burger with a fried egg on top and Canadian bacon. I said, well, that's what I'm going to have as much as my mother's going to hate that. I'm going to eat that today. Especially being Passover, I asked, are you sure it's okay? Because really shouldn't be eating that during Passover, of course. But she didn't seem to mind. I think she was just happy we came down. Thank God she finally gets it, right? So I had to have it. And I definitely took pictures of this. Especially I took pictures. You'll see the display. They just have the burgers in a tray and they slap it on and it takes two seconds, you know. It was pretty good, though. And I took a picture this time before I started eating it. And a root beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And chips and coleslaw and it was a pretty good meal. And then the best part was like, well, I'm excited because when I go home, I always have Taco Bell on Thursday. So, but of course I'm just waiting for the Mexican pizza to come back, but I didn't have that much Taco Bell. I just bought some nachos to have later on in the day. Cause I got home at like six o'clock. I'm like, well, I'm going to eat them at like eight or nine o'clock. And it was perfect. And I have a problem not stopping at Taco Bell now. That's like my treat that I get for like, you know, going waiting in all the traffic and trying to get into the garage and like that's that's how I treat myself on Thursdays. This is why this is why I don't like going to these crummy snobatoriums, you fucking jerk offs. Now this Saturday, tomorrow, I'm taping this on Friday. This Saturday, I'm going to meet my cousins at another now they picked a, they they picked a restaurant in Montclair, New Jersey, ironically. I'm meeting some cousins uh, and my sister and, and brother-in-law were going. My sister's paying, so it's okay. And they picked this, another crummy snobatorium. It's a French restaurant. I thought it was Greek. It's French. I looked at the menu. They're like, nothing I could eat. Anything I want to eat is the most expensive thing on the menu. And if somebody else is paying, you don't want to be a dick. So again, uh They have like a steak that, you know, would be okay for me. But it's like, I <sighs> I, I like French restaurants. There's that French restaurant across the street of my house I love so much, and they always have everything I can eat. I don't know why this French restaurant sucks. So again, we'll report back to you. Remember, this is the cousins. Their dad just died, and we went to his funeral, and the uh, his sister started screaming, and it was, you know, my sister and I like, oh, my God, best funeral ever. We're going to try and get some information out of them of what happened, but they're a very secretive family, which is really annoying And uh, they might not give us what we want to hear. And Beth and I want gossip and we want information. And if we're not going to get it, I'm going to walk right the fuck out of (laughs) there. You didn't finish your meal. Well, oh, I forgot. I'm not paying for it. Yeah, I'll sit down and finish the meal. But this time, the next time, if I'm paying, I'm walking out. So that's on Saturday, which, of course, I hate because, you know, what I like to do on Saturdays, nothing. Nothing. I like to do the podcast. I like to do the Billy Joel. I like to do the Marina. I like to edit the podcast. I like to make dinner at 7 o'clock. And then I like to just watch TV until 3 in the morning. Now, that's a perfect Saturday for me. This going out of town. I mean, you got to be kidding me. And I'm out of my business. I look ridiculous. But that's the plan, and it's a good one.
1: We're not going about to do a free-form jazz uh, exploration in front of a festival crowd.
0: Now, all right. Now, last week I was talking about Aha, the band Aha, very confused. And now the band Aha was sold out at Radio City Music Hall. But our new listener, Bernie, which of course is the stupidest of all names, <laughs> and I love you, Bernie. But um, if you know anything about uh, me and my love of everything that Richard Curtis um, directs or writes, I am talking about Notting Hill. I am talking about Love Actually. I am talking about Four Weddings and a Funeral. He has made it very clear that he thinks the stupidest name is Bernie.
2: I'm going to give the last Brownie as a prize to the saddest act here. That'll be
0: Bernie. So he names all these characters that, he, that are stupid Bernie. So I'm sorry, Bernie, that that's your name. But um, <laughs> in the world of this uh, British uh, comedy genius, uh, Bernie is the funniest of uh, all names. Of course, Bernie and Bernard. Bernard is in Four Weddings and a Funeral, right? And, he, and they're, they're all hapless half wits, which, by the way, Bernie, our listener, is absolutely not. He is the exact opposite of that. But anyway, he's a new listener and he's wonderful. And he is related to our friend outside Steve. And he was kind enough to send me an email explaining to me why AHA was possibly sold out at Radio City Musical. He's also a musician as well. So he sent me a bunch of videos that showed me number one, the lead singer of AHA is named Morton Harkett and he has aged flawlessly that's something I didn't know I believe it's the guy in the music video who was good looking then but he's aged perfectly so yes if you are you know you're talking about that music and lyrics with Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore remember they all go to he's the other half of uh, Wham and all the 40 year olds go to see him in concert all the time so it's probably something like that but this guy grew up, I mean, he's gorgeous. He's still great looking and apparently very kind. That's what it seems. But his, quote, pipes are still outstanding. He sings really well. Something I didn't notice. So he sent me four videos of them singing Take on Me in different ways. And I watched every one. I was like, well, let me take a look at it. And then I got, I kind of got, I got involved. And uh, let, let alone, like, he is so good-looking, but he, his voice, his vocals are outstanding. He's really good. And 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 he can still hit all those high notes. And you Remember, just Take On Me, because that's the only song we all know. Ah, ah, remember, it hits that uh, high notes you're not thinking of. Uh, well, let me just play one of them for you. This is Take On Me at, uh, from 2005 at a live event, possibly in Norway, I don't know. Exklusiv für euch alle hier aus Norwegen Aha Okay Hi, that's very impressive. You gotta see him on here. He's wearing like a, a red T-shirt and glasses. His hair's amazing. He looks unbelievable. It's 2005, so probably in his late 40s. By then. I guess assuming he was in his mid 20s when he was in the high. I don't know. But that so, but the the thing is that that video has 40 million views. So again, if you're trying to figure out, as I was, why they're sold out at Radio City Music Hall, well, the 40 million views should give you a hint. And I don't know when that was put up there. You know what I mean? I don't know when, you know, even though it's from 2005, it might have been put up yesterday. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. It was put up in 2019. So two years ago, exactly two years ago, 40 million views. That was only put up two years ago, a concert from 2005, 40 million views 20 March of 2019 you got to be kidding me Here's the um the serious one This is from MTV Unplugged but I just don't know oh, I'm, I'm sorry wait Now I don't know when this was taped but it was put up here on 2017 and I'm sorry, this one has 77 million views. What?
2: Hey, oh, I don't know what I'm to say. I'll say it anyway. Today is another day to find you shying away. I'll be coming for your love okay. And take on. So needless to say, I'm on and ends, but that's me, I'm stumbling away, slowly learning that life is okay and say after me, it's no better to be safe than sorry and taking. It's a, it's a, you know,
0: I mean, it's a, it's a silly song to do slow and everything, even though it does sound beautiful. But his voice is so good. Bernie, thank you so much for uh, sharing. It's so funny, right? I would just I, It was obviously it was much funnier to be like, wait a minute, what's happening? But now that we know 77 million views can't. Well, that'll get your Radio City every time. And that'll sell it out every time. 77 million views. Radio City holds about 5,000. I'm surprised they were only sold out for one night. Now that Bernie has turned us around on this. He's also on an episode of The Masked Singer. Not here, but whether it's in the Netherlands or UK. And uh, I don't know whether he won. He was dressed as a Viking because he's like Nordic. Again, he just seems, uh, you know, they take it off. And it's so funny. the, The girl on it is like, you know, you're very good looking. He's that good looking. Where, you know, the, the judges can't even help themselves and say, uh, I, "I just want to say you're very you're extremely good looking." <laughs> he really is that good looking. He just looks cool, and it, again, so so the thing is, what I was looking up was that they, you know, they obviously mean, they've had they were they've been working this entire time. We don't know when you look at the charts of Aha. It's you know I was looking up their entire discography. And, you know, they never had another hit or anything, at least that we know. But really, when you listen, Take On Me was the anomaly, I think. It's like their, their music is like a like Depeche Mode, or, which I don't care for. Or, you know, in a, like an electronic dance band is mostly their music. And they stuck to their guns and what they do. And Take On Me is the anomaly song, which is, wasn't really what they do. And yet it was at the same time. So they they had number 1 or 3 albums in the UK or in the Netherlands just not here, you know, their next album, you know, maybe went to 25 because of the hit and then they were never heard from again here in the United States. But apparently wherever the hell else they go, Germany, obviously Norway, um they are ridiculously huge like Depeche Mode is. Like we know Depeche Mode for some reason or another, I don't like them, but we know they're still popular somehow. In the Like Erasure is a great example. Remember them? I don't even know whether they're still around. Everybody's like, Erasure, Erasure. Who the fuck is Erasure? We don't know any of their songs, but there is a fan base of people that we just don't understand. So again, this is kind of like that Russell Peters thing I told you about years ago. The comedian Russell Peters, an Indian comic, who my friend Vishnu at my firm's like, hey, do you think you can get me Russell Peters Tickets And I'm like, no one knows who that is, Visionary. He goes, well, he sold out Radio City two nights. And I'm like, wait, how is there a comic that sold out Radio City two nights that I don't know? And then, you know, you go down the rabbit hole, you find out he's huge worldwide, just not here. Now, he's more and better known now. But during that time, 15 years ago, he was so huge everywhere that he could sell out Radio City for two days with a huge Indian crowd base but then he was opening as the MC for Jeff Ross at Caroline's the day before he was playing Radio City. So that's how weird it is. So this guy, you know, Morton Harkett, this beautiful man, <laughs> could, could probably open for Jeff Ross at the Stress Factory and nobody would know who it is and no one would care. But if we were on the rest of the planet, they're like, wait a minute, the Morton Harkett opened for what? So I guess it's like that. And I'm sitting here going like, what the hell is this? Because so I should. I only know the one song. And then, of course, I made fun of their Bond theme. Meanwhile, when I was looking at their set list, they end with the living daylights. And it did sound much better if you don't think of it as a Bond theme. It sounded, if you take away the Bond aspect of it and how they kind of, and the movie wasn't that good. And the, you know, it was the new James Bond and stuff. But it was clearly an issue. It wasn't just me saying it. the song didn't work. It's not like nobody does it better, which completely works in The Spy Love Me in every way. But they clearly knew, some of the Bond people knew, because they asked Chrissy Hine to come in and save the music part of the film. So there, it's not just me that noticed there was something wrong. So then, to me, in my mind, back in the 80s, I say, well, that's Strike Two. You know, their second single didn't really go anywhere. And nobody's talking about it. And then they were asked to do the Bond theme, and that didn't go anywhere, and they even almost took it away from them, which is unheard of. So that was strike three. It turns out I'm wrong about everything. These guys are the shit. Everywhere else but here, except Radio City, once every few years. I don't even know if they play anywhere else in America, concert-wise. Oh, they're playing in Napa, California. Mostly United Kingdom, though. Yeah. Oh, that's in July. Mostly United Kingdom. And look at all these things. The fact that he's still got such a good voice after decades is incredible. And it's funny, you know, when you listen to those lyrics, the way they slow, people are talking about that line, slowly to learning that life is okay. You don't even realize some of those lyrics, and they are quite quite nice. So look what we learned about AHA today. Isn't that fascinating? I thought, so we thank you, Bernie. That would be Bernie. I'm just doing lines from Notting Hill. Remember, I am teaching a course in it, so I have to know this kind of stuff. Bernard. And uh, when I meet you in person, I'm going to call you Bernard. I hope you don't have a problem with that. That would be Bernard. I love that kind of stuff. I love getting to the bottom of something. I think I could have probably even gone a deeper dive and done an entire podcast on AHA. But We'll save that for another time. One other thing before we go.
2: Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria
0: and this is very upsetting for all of us, is that uh, Bill Murray is on a new movie set and they just stopped production. It's a movie that Aziz Ansari wrote and apparently Bill Bill Murray got an inappropriate behavior complaint and they stopped the filming. Well, you know, this pisses off anybody that has worshipped Bill Murray growing up. We all know the way he is. He's quirky. He's weird. He gets into fights with everybody. Don't hire him if you got a problem or if anybody on your set has problems. Don't hire him then. This is what he does. Does he's difficult to work with, but he brings the job and he's really cool. And what should have been done on that movie is like, listen, Bill Murray, there should everybody should have met a day before. And they say, Bill Murray's coming on. He's very difficult. He'll be in your face if you don't do things right. He'll do this, he'll do that. But Just deal with it because we worship him and we want him to be in our movie because he's that great. He doesn't do anything sexually inappropriate. So he's just a difficult man, but he always brings it. And he's cool and screw you. I don't know who made this complaint, but if I find out it's somebody uncool, I'm going to be really angry about this. Do not cancel Bill Murray, you freaks. And, and, and listen, he's been like this. He, Harold Ramis was like, we had, we had Harold Ramis' daughter, Violet Ramis, on. In fact, she's even quoted in this post article today and said, oh, my God, she, he was horrible to my father when they were filming Groundhog Day. We know all that. We know all that. But unfortunately, he brings the, you know, it's not like he's, he's just difficult to work with. There are a lot of actors like that, but sometimes they're worth it. And you have to choose whether you think it's worth it or not. That's all. I mean, if you don't want to work with somebody like that, then you just say, "Don't." It, Bill Murray's too much trouble. But do do not cancel him. You know what you're getting into when you hire Bill Murray. He's been that way forever. So that is not cool, man. That's like when they sometimes uh, me and Greg Fitz, Fitzsimmons were talking about. We got hired for a commercial once, and they hired me. They're like, "Well." You know, we want what you were doing in the in the audition, you know, where I was acting crazy and quirky. And then like, well, can you take it down a bit? Can you take it down a bit? And then it's like uh, it's like a joke. I'm like, uh, like, well, you know, you got to get savings. Otherwise, you're going to have savings with Geico. We'll bring it. You... And I'm doing it like that. And they love it. They love it. And then like, can you take it down again? And then by the end of it, I'm like savings with Geico. We'll bring you the. And then you have to say, like, well, then why did you hire me? I don't understand what's happening here. You asked me to do this, now you're getting mad at me because this is what I audition with? What the fuck is the matter with you people? <laughs> that's the way I That's the way I talk to everybody. And that's why I don't get any work. I'm difficult to deal with, but I'm not Bill Murray. And I haven't been in Stripes and Ghostbusters and... I don't know, the list is goddamn endless. I just, for some reason, I can't think of anything else Bill Murray's been in. <laughs> what the hell's the matter with me? Ghostbusters 2? No, I'm joking, of course. But you know... I don't, I'm not blaming Aziz. I'm not blaming Seth Rogen. We know it's not their fault. We'll find out more information and we'll let you know. Bill Murray has always been inappropriate before there was inappropriateness, but I don't think he's inappropriate that way, and everybody's got to relax and shut the fuck up. You can't keep canceling everybody. Otherwise, let's cancel the way we're supposed to cancel. Tiffany Haddish is, has a show on TBS. It's driving me crazy because Tiffany Haddish is the only comic that took Will Smith's side. Let's cancel Tiffany Haddish. Who the hell is taking Will Smith's side? If we're going to cancel, let's cancel everybody equally. Whether they be black or white or Jewish or women, everybody needs to be canceled equally. Till we just get rid of this dumb crap and just relax. My goodness goodness oh my goodness that's what it was they also talk about the trouble on the set with uh charlie's angels that's right because he had trouble with lucy Liu. because uh whatever you know what's the difference he got into trouble with Mick G, the director of course he got in a fight with mcg Mick mcg's Mick an idiot Mick G, who goes around with the name mcg you see my point who wouldn't have trouble with that guy meanwhile i'm pretty sure i can get bill murray on this podcast And who wouldn't want that? And I told you what's going to happen. He's going to be on the podcast, and we're supposed to Zoom, but I guarantee he knocks on my door and comes in person. And who wouldn't want that? Would you guys not want that? Do you not want me to have Bill Murray on the podcast? Because I'll get him. I will get him on this podcast. And I don't even have guests anymore. But I will break that law for Bill Murray. And then we'll go across the street for dinner. Now, he'll have to pay, of course, which would be, uh, <laughs> well, maybe that day, I'll, it'll be like going to rails, and I'll be like, listen, I got to borrow the money from my mother so I can take Bill Murray out for, th- mom, can I borrow $2,000 so I can take Bill Murray out for dinner? Oh, sure. I mean, that is a pretty good reason to borrow money from somebody. You no, know? I just need some money to take Bill Murray out for dinner. Well, what kind of dinner is it? No, it's dinner with Bill, Mur- maybe you didn't hear what I said. Wait, why are you having dinner with Bill Murray? That is not the point of the question. The point is, I'm having dinner with Bill Murray. I really believe this can happen. Now, how can you just have a regular job if it's possible to get Bill Murray and have dinner with him? He goes to that restaurant across the street. Why not tomorrow? Boy, that'd be something else. I guess I'm saying it in my mind because I'm like, wouldn't that be great if that happened? wouldn't that be something else and the what you know what the worst part is I'd still have the exact same and I'm not taking any offense from anybody that I'm not putting anything into everybody that listens to this podcast but I, it would still be the same group I'd have Bill Murray on the podcast and I had to get no new listeners <laughs> you guys are the ones I know you love it but obviously it would be good to get a, more people listening and more people on patreon because then you know I could just do this officially and really put some time and effort into it even though I do already anyway, but, uh, you know, it'd be nice to get actually paid for it and then we can, this, this would be my living, just get out of the city. Now, financially stable, we can go out and really experience this city as if I don't already do it already, but you know what I'm talking about. We can have tennis dates. We can go over to Roosevelt Island and play tennis with the celebrities, you know, with the big, with the, with the, with the, the good people, with the, what, do you, what do you call them, the, uh, the, the, the better people, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm talking about Let's get the hell out of here That's our show for this week I hope you liked it I think I was all over the place But I gotta say you guys lifted me up I was very depressed when I started And then I was feeling pretty good about talking And about talking to you And looking out the window And watching the water go by And on a beautiful day like I said in New York City So listen this week On uh, Billy Joel A to Z We have Rosalinda And then Rosalinda's eyes isn't that the stupidest thing you've ever heard? But Rosalind's Eyes is a really good song. So you might want to listen to that one. And uh, that's on Billy Joel to Z. Otherwise, remember no show, at least for me. You can watch the Comedy Seller Nightly Show. I just won't be on it. But next week, I will regale you with the stories from Reos and how uh, having a guest host on the Comedy Seller Nightly Show worked and lots of other things as we move into the month of May. I will see everybody next week on Just Gow in the City. Good night, everybody. <laughs>